let, let me just pick up the word today. Um, last, the last time I spoke to you, I mentioned the fact that the anointing and the power is not necessarily in the staff. Those symbols and tokens are used by God to carry his power. That power is not in the staff. So Gehazi took Elisha's staff and laid it on the Shunammite woman's face. That boy had died and the woman had taken the boy and laid the boy on Elisha's bed. But when they put the staff on the boy's face, the boy did not wake up from the dead. He remained dead. Until Elisha went there and lay on the boy, stretched on the boy, and the boy sneezed seven times and came back to life. So we realize that the symbols and tokens are not a magical wand that create um, healing or breakthrough or a miracle automatically. That there are certain factors that determine whether the mantle or the symbol and token will work or not. And I told you on that day that one of the factors that determines the efficacy, efficiency, the workability of the token is motive. And that if your motive is not right, the anointing will not flow and the mantle will not work if your motive is not right. And these days we have too many wrong motives for people getting involved in ministry, for people trying to release the power of God, wrong motives. So we dealt with the motive aspect. And today, I want to deal with relationship and mandate. Relationship and mandate. And I pray that I can handle the two. Another thing that determines whether a token or a mantle or a symbol or prayer, laying hands on somebody, applying oil on somebody, um, taking a towel from somebody and put it on another person. The thing that will determine whether it will work or not is the relationship. You, you must have relationship with the carrier of the anointing to receive a blessing. I'll tell you a funny thing that happened in Accra just, just before we came. You know, mommy has a special relationship with me. She's my wife. I'm, many of you remember, many weeks ago I gave you some mantles. Mommy had her mantle with her. I went and did an anointing service on Friday last week. The meeting was very, very, very powerful. Very powerful. I mean, it was, it was scary. So I went and slept. By the time I woke up in the morning, somebody had tied a mantle to my leg. My leg was tied up with handkerchief. I lifted my leg like this. Here is mantle. I said, mommy came in and said, Pearl, who tied a mantle to my leg? She said, oh, she did. She was tapping more anointing. She said that maybe the anointing on the mantle has gone down, so she's recharging. So I'm asleep and the woman is recharging. Now, this is a husband. She could have taken everything I'm doing for granted. But I'm sure as for your mantle, you don't even know where it is. The woman of God is recharging your own. 
By now, you have thrown it somewhere. Even by now, a dog has carried it away. Sometimes you are, you are walking about in the world and we are all praying and we are all believing God for things and you... No! You need the anointing. On Thursday night, the woman of God, the apostle of that church, I laid down somewhere. I was led by the Spirit to pour oil on her feet and let Asha dip her foot in oil. I made a seat on a chair. I poured the oil on the feet. The feet were suspended in the air. They couldn't go down. Everybody tried to bring the feet down. They wouldn't go down. The feet couldn't go down. By the time I saw her, I finished ministering. I ministered for a long time. When I got near her again, the feet were suspended. And I said, now it's time for the feet to come down. I took anointing oil to reverse the process. Because you know, um, Moses put his hand in this bosom. It became leprous. He removed it and then it became clean. So it can be reversed. So I poured the oil on the feet and the feet just came down. Bam! She went home that night. Some deliverance took place. I can't describe it to you. Things were coming out of her. Things were just pouring out. Things were just pouring out. The following day she got up. She said, my deliverance is complete. The things were coming out of her. Serious things. But you know, I believe the reason why that woman will receive that level of breakthrough is because of relationship. Because she relates to us like a brother and a sister. Listen, never think you can benefit from the man of God's anointing without relationship. Especially if you have the opportunity to have the relationship but you decide to stay away. Lazarus and Lazarus and Martha and Co. They benefited from Jesus' anointing more than the people who were not close to Jesus. Lazarus died four days. They raised him up. After that, you see Jesus and Lazarus and his family and they are sitting down and they are having dinner. Some of us don't have relationship with our pastors. Every Sunday, you just want to go and draw on the anointing and go away. And then, on our side too, sometimes you don't relate to the people, but you want to use the staff on them and it will work. It doesn't work like that. So, Gehazi took the staff, tried to lay it on the boy so that the boy would get up from the dead. And the boy didn't get up because Eli Gehazi did not have that spiritual relationship with the woman. It was Elisha who had the relationship. But Gehazi did not have it. On Tuesday. Sorry. What, what is Friday. Mommy and I went to visit a woman who had lost her husband in Accra. Sat down and talked to her. You realize that some of the people. When they go through things. They need some kind of attention. This widow. Not a widow. This woman had lost a son. And she said, I must go to the man of God. And the reason she has to go to the man of God is because she has a relationship with the man of God. So she took the boy and put the boy on Elisha's bed. 
there are a few things about the woman's relationship with Elijah. Number one is perception. Number two is recognition. Number three is hospitality. Perception. One day, Elijah was going on his ministry journey and on his way, a Shunammite woman pressed on him to eat bread in a house. She forced him. So it came to pass that any time the man of God was going by that place, he turned into the house to eat bread. Then the woman in the verse number 9, one day, told the husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is a holy man of God that passeth by us continuously, continually. Verse number 10, let us make a chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set there for him a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick, and it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn into that. I perceive that this is a holy man of God. Let us make a table for him. Because a man of God has got some needs. Anytime a man of God asks you for something, it is not because of the something, it's because of something. Because, so Nyamini passes a table, Mamiya. There are many people who can ask for table. But God selected you because of a purpose. Start taking every opportunity you have with a man of God serious. The woman said, I perceive. That means she didn't see it by casual observation because the kingdom of God cometh not by observation kingdom of God cometh not by observation. You can't just look with your eyes and see. You must what? Perceive. God has to open your eyes. You must see well. I perceive. He said, husband, you can't see this, but I can see that this is a holy man of God that passes by us continuously. And I'm sure the husband will ask, how do you know the man is holy? He said, I just know. I just know. Whenever you sit in church, may God open your eyes. You see, don't join a church by hearsay. Open, join a church by spiritual perception. May the Lord open your eyes to see. May the Lord open your eyes to see. May the Lord open your eyes to see. Listen, may you see your pastors in a way others don't see them. May you see your church in a way others don't see the church. Who do men say that I, the son of man, am? They said, some said you are Elijah, some said you are Jeremiah, some said you are one of the prophets. He said, but who do you say that I am? Simon Bajona jumped out from somewhere. He said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. He said, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my father who is in heaven. May God himself reveal something to you. May, may the Holy Ghost reveal to you. May the Holy Ghost talk to you. May the Holy Ghost give you direction. May the Holy Ghost give you information. May the Holy Ghost be the one that informs you. Receive spiritual perception. May God open your eyes in the name of Jesus. The fact that you are here is because God opened your eyes because
because there are so many things you can hear in town that can stop you from coming to this church but you see the reason you are sitting here is because you see what others don't see you hear what others don't hear you know what others don't know and we call it perception i perceive i perceive because that same man of god could have been walking about and some people in the society will say this is a charlatan and you know the way these days very easily everybody calls a pastor a charlatan a thief then they will tell you they are stealing your money and somebody will say this and that and another person will jump and say this but but people if you know what pastors go through to preach my goodness i was with um bishop abraham chibundu in accra we're going to sit in a meeting and then we finished preaching and we're sitting in the office and and he said how are you and i knew he knew what he was asking he said how are you and i knew he knew the stories from last year that last year i was not very well i told him i said bishop as you can see i'm very well he said yeah 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 i was told you were going through some challenges he said the people don't know but there are times we are dying and we are still preaching there are times we ourselves we are dying we ourselves we are in pain there are times I finish this service, I say, Pastor Mike, where were you? He says, Daddy, my back will not mean to me. So I had to go out and come back. So you, you understand, we are not standing here in a luxurious fashion. In the midst of all the circumstances, sometimes, although we are in pain, we still stand here ministering. Paul said, I carry in my body the, the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, we are dying daily. We, we die daily. We go through some kind of pain. We, we go through a lot of things. There are times we are crying but comforting others. This morning I got up. I was ready to pick up my Bible and come to church. A young lady sent me a text. She said, Daddy, can you call my mother for me? We lost our brother and our mother cannot just recover. Can you call our mother and talk to our mother for us? And the, 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 the the, the girl's father is a he, he's a doctor in engineering and so on and so forth but this one is not physical engineering it's spiritual i told her i said send me your mom's number i will call her after service but you see me going to call somebody after service comfort the person for losing a son i've also lost children before but i must still put my pain aside and minister to somebody who is going through the same thing so you know what people when people blast us and they hit us and they insult us you should be the want to understand that these people cannot be doing what they are doing because of money because of fame because they want to look important that is not the issue that is not the issue that is not the issue yesterday i was sitting in the plane i opened to ghana web city fm news they said a school in bogatanga calabio Kingdom Sotlegon School, primary school, with a six-unit classroom block. Class five and six are furniture, but the rest of the school has no furniture. And I saw a picture of children sitting on the ground and trying to write. And they said the MP is trying to arrange eight, eighty double unit desk for the children but that is not even enough i'm sitting in a plane and i turned to mommy and i said no not in bogatanga i said we are solving this problem immediately 
I said, we are solving this problem immediately. I said, so I told her, call Senior Sunday. Tell Senior Sunday after service today. Tomorrow, Senior Sunday, Pastor Samuel Ali, um, Jonas Bompion from Pyongyang. These people are from China or South Korea. That's why their name is Bompion. They should go to the school. Meet the headmistress. Felicia Yamga or something. Calculate the chairs. Check everything and come back. Fountain Gate and EAM. We will take chairs to that school. And tables to that school. And bless the school. Because you see, we cannot leave everything to the MP. And leave everything to the government of Ghana. And leave everything to the president of Ghana. You understand what I'm saying? That is why I keep telling people like, when you are shouting, tax the church, tax the church, you should be careful because you see, we the church, eh, there is something God has called the church to do. And we don't need government pressure to do it because we have got a greater government in us and that government is the Holy Ghost and that government is our conscience. Going to do those chairs on our own is better than you harassing us with things that we don't need. So tomorrow we are going. And I'm sitting in my office. I looked at the picture again. And Pearl, I said, what is the use of those furniture in that room? Because by now, if they have no furniture, you should go and see the building itself. So by the time you decide to go into that school, eh, by the time your eyes open like this, you need about 200,000 Ghana cities to fix that place. But whatever it will cost, God has put it in our heart. And we are more than able to help that school for children to get hope, for children to have a future. Am I talking to somebody at all? So I normally say, if the world don't know us, you the people in the church should know us. You should know us. Unbelievers are not the people who should tell you about your pastors. And your pastors have done this, and your pastors have done this, and all pastors are this, and all pastors are that, and you do you believe it? The woman said, I perceive that man of God was passing by. Others did not know the man of God, but the woman what perceived, and the man of God, anytime he was passing by, he came in and he ate bread. And they said, you know what? We are taking this thing further than this. They got him a room. They put in a table. They put in light. They said, man of God, we want you to be comfortable. And this man, Elisha, it is very obvious. He had a relationship with a woman which Gehazi did not have. So the staff would not work in the hands of Gehazi. Because Gehazi did not have that relationship with the woman. That is why if you want to be a blessing to somebody in ministry, you will have to have a relationship. And these days, phones make it easy for you to have a relationship with people, even if you don't visit them. Text messages. How many of you have received a text from me before? Yeah, you see the hands up. I haven't been to your house. 
But I can come there by WhatsApp. You'll be in your house and then I say, What's that? How did he got how did he get there? He got there by WhatsApp. It's very easy. Text message. Phone call. You are not in church for one reason or the other. Send us a message. Like today, the way I just quickly asked, where is that particular lady? And Pastor Mike gave me the answer. But I'm the lady's spiritual father. There was nothing wrong with she or the husband sending me a text. Even if it's a toothache, you want your pastor to know. Because God has given him oversight over your life. And no situations. Okay, let me not go there. 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 Because you see, our mouths are very dangerous. So sometimes when you want to say something and God stops you, you just stop. I see the thing that claimed the Shunammite woman's son's life was a headache. He just said, my head, my head, my head. The prophet said, take this child. The, the woman said, is it the father? He said, take this child home. When they took him on Oba, that is it. The days we live in are so dangerous that you don't have to say, this thing is nothing. I don't want to disturb the man of God with it. One family in this church I don't take for granted is Mr. Golo and his family. Flash and his house. Oh, there is no occasion they don't come as a group. You see Flash, you see the wife, you see the children. That will come to greet you. That will come to thank you. That, and, and people, it's not about money. You don't need money. You don't need an offering. You don't need consultation to go to your own father. Then some say, oh, we don't want to trouble him. Then why are you troubling your doctor? Why are you troubling your lawyer? Why are you troubling the MP? The reason God gave you a pastor is to trouble him. If you don't trouble him, then why are you sitting in the church, paying your tithe in the church, giving your offerings in the church? There is no time you should carry a headache. Go to church and take that headache home without making a pastor pray for you. After the service, no, you run to one of the pastors. Pastor Livingston, can you lay hands on me? Today, I need a certain impartation. I need a certain divine intervention. And I pray in the name of Jesus that God will help you to derive maximum benefit from the church which you attend. And don't cast your bread upon the waters without finding it after many days. May you be a candidate of a continuous cycle of miracles and breakthroughs and the anointing of God constantly working in your life. And most of it comes by relationship. The, the, Elisha had a relationship with the woman. Because the woman said, I perceive. I can perceive that this is a holy man of God. And apart from the woman perceiving, the man of God too could recognize the woman. The Bible said he saw the woman from afar. But she went and came unto the man of God to Mount Camel. She said, I'm going to the man of God. When she was in crisis, she said, I'm going to the man of God. When you are in crisis, where do you go? Somebody told me a story about somebody who had five citizens. Pastor Mike, where are you the one? Five cities. Somebody had a revelation. And in the revelation, the person said, she, he saw me in a dream. He never knows me anywhere. And that he sowed the seed 
of five cities or something. And after that, the five cities generated a miracle in his life. And since then, he started being blessed, being promoted. God was touching his life. Many things were happening to him just because he sowed the seed. Pastor Mike and I were, I was in the house when Pastor Mike too called me and said, a certain man, Pastor Mike, pick up your mic. I will need you in, 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 a, in a few seconds. Pastor Mike said, the man was saying, but please don't mention where he works because of the shakara that can take place these days. Don't, don't tell us where the man works. But the man came all the way from Accra. He went to do some work in the Sunyani area and he came all the way. Pastor Mike, give us the man's testimony. 